Hello, this is George Prince, the creator of the Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Thank you very much for joining me. Here we are. It is Volume 5, Chapter 1, and this story is called The Rogue. So please sit back, make yourselves comfortable, and enjoy the Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 5, Chapter 1, The Rogue. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn, and in that inn two friends, Hobgob the Goblin and Mulch the Tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch Hobgob and Mulch were waiting on the village green to meet their friends. They were going to travel to the capital that day to watch the Buddy Ball Cup final. Gresser the Griffin had gone ahead with Henry the Halfling, and they were going to meet them there. I can't wait to see the big game, said Hobgob. Me neither, agreed Mulch. The two best teams in the realm. We've been looking forward to this for many moons. Willie the werewolf joined them. Hello, Willie, greeted Hobgob. Can't wait for the big game. Me neither, agreed Willie. But we're just going to have to wait a little bit. Wait? Mulch was surprised. Why? We just need to win our money back, replied Willie. What are you talking about? demanded Mulch. Well, there's an absolutely charming guest at the Dragon's Arms. A Count, although he is modest and insists that everyone call him Monsieur. Monsieur Rogu. And what does he have to do with winning your money back? Mulch was growing impatient. He introduced us to a new game, a card game. It's called Win-Win. You can't lose. But you need to win your money back. Hobgob was confused. Oh, it's the nature of the game. Willie sighed at Hobgob's ignorance. You need to lose to win. Gresser and Henry are waiting for us in the capital and you've lost all your money playing some silly game. Mulch was getting angry now. We'll win it back with interest. Monsieur Rogu was very confident. I think we'd better meet this, Monsieur, said Mulch, and they followed Willie to the dragon's arms. Inside, the regulars were crowded around a table next to the fire. Hobgob, Mulch and Willie joined the group. The regulars were all there with Beef, the barman and Nobby, the gnome. One person was seated. He wore a finely tailored red velvet jacket with well-groomed curly hair. He shuffled two packs of cards expertly and was making friendly chatter with the regulars who were laughing at his jokes. Aha! Hobgob and Mulch, I believe! I have heard many splendid things about you. Please do join us, friends, and Beef, your finest mountain tea for our guests. Mountain tea on its way, monsieur, Beef hurried to the bar. Thank you, Beef. Hobgob hopped to the bar and took out his coin. Oh, no need for that, Hobgob. Monsieur Ragu covers drinks for all of his guests. He's got a tab. A tab? Aye, an account. I keep note of all the drinks he's ordered, and he pays later. Makes it more sociable for all of us. And he's bought so many drinks, we'd be here all night if he paid individually. How do you know he'll pay? asked Mulch. He arrived last night and bought gallons of drinks for all the regulars. He paid up with a handsome tip afterwards. Most coin I've seen in here for many a moon. Hobgob and Mulch joined the crowd around Monsieur Rogu. A beef really is a splendid host, is he not? 
A count like me knows a good host when he meets one, but do call me Monsieur Rogu. He shuffled his cards. Now, who fancies another hand of win-win? The regulars all wanted to play and threw their coin down on the table. Nobby, not tempted? asked Monsieur Rogu. Well, I would, but I've lost most of my coin now, confessed Nobby. Not a problem. We're all friends here, dear Nobby. Just use what you can and we'll agree special terms. Triple or nothing. Three times the chance of winning. Well, in that case, Nobby scrambled in his pocket and placed the last of his coin on the pile on the table. Monsieur Rogu dealt the cards to all of the players at dazzling speed. He smiled and winked as the cards were turned over, slapping the table and exclaiming loudly. Oh, hard luck! Go so close next time! Ooh, a big improvement on the last round! And then he paused in shock as one of the regulars turned over his card. Golly gosh! You've won! You've won! He leapt up as the crowd cheered. Nectar beef! We must celebrate! The regular was handed a small pile of coin, double his original bet, and he cheered loudly. Monsieur Rogu quietly scooped the rest of the coin into his bag. Nobby, Mulch took Nobby aside, you've just lost all of your coin. How are you going to come to the body ball final? I thought it was going to be an easy win, Mulch, but the game is complex, and Monsieur Rogu did warn us it can be fickle. Fickle? It doesn't make any sense. Mulch pulled Hobgob aside. Do you know the rules of win-win? She asked. Well, I'm no expert on card games, but must admit, it doesn't make much sense. Hobgob replied. I'm suspicious of this Monsieur Rogu. Let's play and show everyone that he's a fraud. This mountain tea is very fine indeed. I only buy the best for my good friends. Now, who fancies another round of win-win? asked Monsieur Rogu. Everybody wanted to play. The regular who had just won pushed all of his winnings into the pile of coin on the table. Ah, good man! Trusting to your remarkable skill to build on your winnings. And good to see you getting involved, Hobgob and Mulch. I sense that two advanced players have joined us. Uh, can you remind me of the rules? asked Mulch. Why, of course, he replied. It is very complex, but the beauty of the game is the simplicity. We each have one card. All those who beat the house win. Win-win! And how do we know if we've beaten the house? asked Mulch again. I have the house's card committed to memory, dear Mulch. Trust me! Monsieur Rogu smiled and began dealing the cards at great speed. Everybody turned over their cards. Oh, what foul luck! So close yet so far! You'll win it back, my friend. Then Monsieur Rogu gasped. Extraordinary! We have not one winner, but two! Hobgob, mulch well played both! What a skilful hand! Beef, nectar to celebrate, my good man! Monsieur Rogu handed Hobgob and mulch their winnings, before sweeping the rest of the coin into his bag. You two are naturals! Monsieur Rogu raised his glass and everybody toasted Hobgob and Mulch. I think that may have backfired, 
Mulch muttered to Hobgob. Now, a final hand before we retire and allow Beef to rest after his splendid hospitality, declared Monsieur Rogu. Who fancies it? Regulars fumbled in pockets and purses and placed the last of their coin on the table. Come, come, friends. Let's not allow a little bit of coin to stand between us and our joy. I will happily accept a token until tomorrow. We are all friends here. Cheered, the regulars added antique timepieces, decorated belts and other family heirlooms to the pile of coin. Fear not, all perfectly safe with me until tomorrow, reassured Monsieur Rogu. He dealt the cards, his hands turning into a blur. The players turned them over and Monsieur Rogu reacted to each card. Oh, unbearably close. Next time, my friend. Ooh, such fickle fortune. You are due a good hand. This time, there were no winners, and Monsieur Rogu scooped all of the coin and the regular's possessions into his bag. A final toast to Master Beef for his hospitality. They all raised a glass. I hope to see you all tomorrow for a final cheeky hand or two before I continue on my travels. As the regulars dispersed, Monsieur Rogu heaved his bag over his shoulder and disappeared towards the guest room. Hobgob and Mulch took Willie and Nobby aside. How much did you lose? asked Mulch. Well, we didn't lose anything, replied Nobby. No, agreed Willie. We'll win it all back tomorrow. Then we can travel to the Buddy Ball final in style. You can't actually believe you'll win. You've lost everything. Mulch was shocked. Only the house, or should I say Monsieur Rogu, wins. Well, you won, pointed out Nobby. There was nothing that Hobgob and Mulch could say to that, so they retired home. The next morning the friends gathered with the regulars at the Dragon's Arms. Busy few nights, Beef was saying. Monsieur Rogu spent a small fortune. Well, he will when he settles his tabs. They all waited. I'm looking forward to winning my coin back, said Willie. They all waited. He did say he'd play a few more hands, said Nobby. Monsieur Rogu was such an accommodating host. He must have tired himself out, suggested Beef. They all waited. Eventually, Hobgob broke the silence. Maybe we should check on him to make sure he's okay. Everybody gathered outside the guest room and Mulch knocked at the door. No answer. She knocked again. Still no answer. Beef used his master key and opened the door. The room was empty. Completely empty. Even the furniture was gone. Everybody stood in a stunned silence. There must be an explanation, started Willie. Oh, there's an explanation, all right, said Beef. He's gone and run off with everything during the night. Everybody charged out of the dragon's arms onto the village green. But Monsieur Rogu was gone. He'd taken all of their coin, left a huge unpaid bill at the dragon's arms, taken the regular's heirlooms, and even snatched the furniture from his room. Everybody looked lost. He... He ordered all them drinks, 
and was never going to pay for them. But he was so charming, muttered Beef. He took all of our coin, but he was so friendly, muttered Nobby. He stole the regulars' heirlooms, but he was so engaging, muttered Willie. In silence, the group began to drift away, realising all that had been lost to the charming Monsieur Rogu. But then they heard a familiar sound, the beat of Greta the Griffin's wings. She flew into the village with Henry on her back, and something gripped in her talons. Look who we found on the road, said Greta as she landed. She opened her huge talons, and a bedraggled figure tumbled down. Monsieur Rogu! He didn't look nearly so fine with his clothes torn and his hair awry. His large bag landed next to him and burst open, revealing all of the coin and the heirlooms that he had swindled. Meet Roger the Rogue. Word was spreading round the capital that a swindler was raiding the villages, and we had a feeling he'd turn up at the Dragon's Arms, said Henry. We found him on the city road in a cart full of furniture. I'm... I'm sorry, I'll do anything, anything, just get that griffin away from me, begged Roger the rogue. Well, you can return everything you swindled, and then go straight to the home for retired racing snails. I think you're due to do some volunteering, ordered March. Thank you, thank you, I'll do anything. I can take you there and still make it to the buddy ball final. Greta scooped Roger up and flew off towards the home for retired racing snails. Well, we should have listened to you, Mulch, said Willie. Yes, you were quite right. It was all too good to be true, added Nobby. Roger was a cunning rogue. I'm just glad that Greta saved the day, said Mulch. Anyway, we still have time to make it to the capital for the final. Let's go and meet Greta there. The friends all cheered and hurried off towards the capital. They should be just in time to make it to the Buddy Ball final. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. You can follow the adventure at hobgobandmulch.com and on Instagram and Twitter at hobgobandmulch. Please do spread the word. We'd love as many people as possible to join us for the adventures. All stories are copyright George Prince 2021 and I'm really looking forward to seeing you next time. Thanks again. Bye-bye.